Si pueden abrir sus Biblias en Mateo 24, vamos Bibles, a leer 6 Matthew, y 7. Matthew 24, verses 6 and 7. It says, and wars will break out near and far, but don't panic. Yes, these things must come, but the end won't follow immediately. The nations and kingdoms will proclaim war against each other, and there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. Amen. Si o no está pasando eso. Yes or no, those things are happening. Hay guerras. No sé si han oído lo que se está hablando ahorita um, de Norcorea. Estaba escuchando también que el presidente de Venezuela está preparando su ejército. No sé si ustedes han oído eso. I don't know if any of you have been listening to that or I've heard of that. Y um, estoy hablando de esto porque I'm speaking of this because estamos viendo las señales de que estamos viviendo los últimos días. Y lo que dice la palabra aquí says, ya está sucediendo. It's already happening. Y no podemos... Um, Hacer oídos sordos. We can't be, have deaf ears. Amén. Están pasando los terremotos. We, we see earthquakes. Los desastres como el que está pasando en Texas ahorita. The, the natural disasters like in Texas. Y Dios quiere que despertemos, que meditemos en lo que dice su palabra. God wants us to, he wants to awaken his church to, to meditate on what God is saying in his word. Ustedes saben que han habido guerras desde antes. La Segunda Guerra Mundial. The World War II, la Primera Guerra Mundial. The first war, la Guerra Fría, para los que saben. The Cold war, la Revolución Francesa. The French Revolution, la Guerra en Vietnam. Vietnam war, la guerra contra el terrorismo que estamos viviendo ahorita. The war against terrorism. Porque está pasando en México los carteles, en El Salvador las pandillas. Yeah, it's happening in Mexico. Está pasando. The drug cartels in El Salvador. It's happening there. La guerra del Golfo. La guerra de los 100 años. The um, Persian Gulf War. Amén. <laughs> La invasión a Irak. Yeah, the situation in Iraq. Amén. Otra señal la podemos ver en el libro de Daniel 12:4. Daniel 12:4 es other signal. Other signs. Que estamos viviendo los últimos días. That we are living in the last days. La puede leer Daniel 12:4. No me voy a tardar. I'm not going to be too long. Not be too late. Daniel 
Daniel 12:4. Okay. Daniel 12:4 says But you Daniel keep this prophecy a secret. Seal up the book until the time of the end. Many will rush here and there and knowledge will increase. Amen. Si miramos, se está cumpliendo. La tecnología está avanzando. Los niños de dos años pueden manejar mejor el teléfono, la tablet, el iPod, mejor que las abuelas. It's true. And that is God give to this uh, vision to Daniel in the Old Testament. Daniel see the future what happened in this time. Amen. The iPhone A is coming out almost. True? Who know that? <laughs> Wherever you go now, you need to make your own password for access to Kaiser, wherever you go. Even for see, everything is technology. Todo es tecnología. Amen? Uh, ¿Vas a los restaurantes con tu familia? Or you go to the restaurants with your family. Los niños todos en el teléfono. All the children are playing on your phone. No hay más comunicación. No, no more, there's no more communication. La tecnología. The technology. Está tomando. It's taking place. It's, it's taking. El tiempo que los hijos pueden tener con los padres. Uh, time away from um, the children that they have. That they, yo they recuerdo. Have parents. Yo recuerdo cuando yo crecí. I remember when I grew up. Y hablábamos el otro día con mi esposo que habían las televisiones de blanco y negro. And, and that we had TV of black and white. Y íbamos donde el vecino we used to go to y pagábamos 10 centavos por ver televisión. Eso era como en los 70. It was in the 70s, the 70s. Es verdad? It's true, right? Había más comunicación, there was more más valores familiares, more intimacy with your with family, more values. Amen. True. Amen. <laughs> sí, señor. Aleluya. En este tiempo hay más um, destrucción en las familias. At this, in this time that we're living in, there's more destruction in families. Si pueden voltear al libro de Lucas 12:53. If you could turn to the book of Luke. Lucas 12:53. Luke 12. Amen. 
Mira lo fuerte. Eh, no tenemos tiempo. There will be division between father and mothers, father and son, mother and daughter, mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. Amén. Eso está pasando, amén. Hay división, los padres contra los hijos, los hijos contra los padres. Las familias están destruidas. Hay divorcios, hijos en drogas. No hay respeto los padres para los hijos. No suena eso como lo que estamos leyendo. Segunda de Timoteo y ya esta es la última. Segunda de Timoteo Timoteo 3:2. This is the last scripture. This is the last verse. 2 Timothy 3:2. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Amen. Eso está pasando, amen. That's what's happening. Estamos viviendo los últimos días. We're living in the last days. Yo sé que esta noche era para los light group. Pero el mensaje de esta noche es Tenemos que ver en qué tiempo estamos viviendo Tienes que ver Ese joven que camina en las calles por Que ya no está más con sus padres Y no quiere trabajar Drogado, hablando solo eso está pasando en nuestra comunidad. That's what's happening in our communities. Tenemos que ver la necesidad en las calles. We have to see the needs that's out in the streets. Pero también tenemos que ver las necesidades en nuestras casas. But we also have to see need, Porque está pasando. Pero tenemos que estar listos. We have to be ready. Dios nos escogió. God has chosen us. Dios nos ha dado armas. He has given us souls. ¿La estamos usando? Given us uh, weapons, are we using them? Si tú estás aquí en esta noche en esa silla, if you are here tonight in your chair, es porque your Dios seat, ha visto tu corazón. It's because God has seen your heart. Es porque Dios ha visto tu carácter. He has seen your character. Y porque solo character. tú tienes el corazón para pararte y sentir el dolor por lo que se están perdiendo, por los de tu familia que no han escuchado. Si formas parte de esta iglesia, family, si formas parte de un church, light group. And you're a part of a life group. Los pastores necesitan ayuda. The pastors need our help. Todos necesitamos. We all need pero tenemos que saber we have to know lo que Dios nos dejó aquí. What God has left tenemos us. que buscar más en oración, más to, en ayuno, más leer. The Lord more in prayer, y lo digo por mí, no es fácil. It's not easy. It's Estamos ocupados en el trabajo con los hijos. We're busy with our jobs and with our children and our families. Para mí no es fácil. For me it's not easy. Ustedes saben que tengo un hijo de 21 años. You know I have a son that's 21 years old. Y él anda en las calles. And he's 
ande en las drogas he does drugs. pero ese no es mi hijo But that's not my son. el hijo que Dios me prometió the, es un, un hombre que va a predicar su palabra a las naciones yo no sé qué te prometió Dios a ti pero Dios nos dijo que nuestros hijos son nación santa Así que te invito so I invite you this night, esta noche a que medites en los tiempos que estamos viviendo in, y que pelees por tu casa, your, your por tus home, hijos, for children, for por tu family, matrimonio. Pídele ayuda a Dios. Él te escogió. Pídele guía, fortaleza. Amén. Ese es mi mensaje para esta noche. No es fácil venir aquí y pararte porque el enemigo miente y te dice, mira tú predicando la palabra, mira tú creciste a tu hijo en las cosas de Dios. Pero tenemos las promesas de Dios. No escucha las mentiras y agárrate de las promesas de Dios que se van a hacer vivas en tu vida. Dale un fuerte aplauso al Señor y espero que Dios te haya hablado. Y que medites que estamos viviendo los últimos tiempos. Amén. Gloria a Dios. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. That's not easy to do with the Spanish and interpretation. That is not easy. And uh, Sister Gloria, Sister Gloria did great. Didn't they do awesome? They do awesome. And uh, man, I was trying to get it back and forth. I was like, I think I could speak Spanish. And then, no, I can't understand a word. Right now we have a, also another ministry, our young adult ministry, that God is raising up our Inspire. And a part of that team is Brother Antonio. Give him a hand as he makes his way. Come on, from our young adults, give him a hand here tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That was really good. That was really good. Let's open up in a word of prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I just come and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for our hearts, Lord Jesus, that you drop a seed in our hearts, Lord Jesus, right now, Lord Jesus. Move me aside, Lord Jesus. Speak through me, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <sighs> this is tough, but we're going to power through it. Um, let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. And um, the name of my title, the title of my message is The Memoirs of a Child. Say amen when you have it. I'm going to start. And it says, Assure, I say to you, unless you are converted to become like little children, you will, you will, by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And um, when I got this message, the Lord said vulnerability. 
was just like, okay. So I went to YouTube and tried to listen to all the messages I can about vulnerability. However, all the messages were spoken as parents. Now those who know me know that I am not a parent. I am kidless. So I told the Lord, I said, what am I going to do? I am not a parent. He goes, I want you to speak to it, speak to them as a son. Okay, let's, okay, I can do that. I can do that. So I looked up vulnerability in the dictionary. It says the qualities of, of or state of being exposed to the possibility of attack or harm physically or emotionally. And I wanted to talk to uh, you about being vulnerable to the Lord, coming to him as a little child. Now, I'm not talking about elementary, you know, kids, you know, the ones who think they know. I'm talking about the, the three and four years old, the ones who put their trust fully in their parents. Now, a lot of times we have a problem with that because We've been hurt by many people. A lot of us have been hurt by our parents. So we like, no, no, I'm hurt. No, don't, don't, don't touch me there, okay? Just don't touch me there. It comes through hurts. And Jesus, he's love. He is the author of love. He is love himself. Definition of love is Jesus. <laughs> it was tripping when I was growing up in the household and uh, there's four of us the oldest and so um, my mom would tell us yeah we're going to Disneyland alright we're going to Disneyland everybody get pumped everybody get juiced and something happens we don't go and that hurt because I was juiced I was going to Disneyland and something happens and it's a big letdown and a lot of us take this relationship, we take that relationship into our spirituality with Christ. God says, I'm going to set you free. Oh, oh, no, because um, I've been hurt before. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust that. I don't trust your word. But the thing about it is God says that my thoughts are not your thoughts. And so it was just like, Wow. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Say amen when you have it. The Bible says, For the thoughts that I have and I think towards you, says the Lord, the thoughts of peace, not evil, I give you a future of hope brings me to my next point. The reason, another reason why we don't come to God vulnerability is our pride. We get so prideful. I can fix it. I can do it. We put on our spiritual tool belts and our handy dandy notebook. I got it, Lord. I got it. That was me for the longest time. I get highlighted. I get in trouble. I get sit down. I get lectured. Okay, now fix it. Okay, I can do it. Put on my cape. And 
I'll do good for a week or two. And I'm saying, I'm back in the same old mud rut. It's back in the same old mud because I was trying to fix it. I was trying to do it. It was me. I can do it. I can do it, Lord. You don't need to. Stand back. I got it. Okay. Here we go again around the block. And the Lord's waiting for me. I'm walking around the same block. Are you done? You want to give it to me now? Oh, no, Lord, I got it. I got it. Fall back, fall back. Okay, here we go again. And it's just like I was prideful because I could fix it. And it, it didn't work. I had to realize. I realized that, okay, God, it's, it's you. It's all you. I can't do it no more. I'm tired of doing it. I'm tired of working on this problem. I'm tired. You ever try to hit a wall with your, with your bare hands? You're, you're, not, you're not doing anything but damaging your own self. I remember this. I don't know a lot of people do. It was a show called All That. And um, Kel Mitchell played a, a guy by the name of Repairman. And, and someone would break something. He comes in. He crashes through the ceiling. I'm Repairman, man, 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 man. He does his own echo. And they go, repairman, the sink is broken. He'll come, take his wrench, and he'll break, break it even more. And a lot of times, that's what we do. We think we got it. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Say amen when you have it. I'm going to read it for the sake of time. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. So it seems like we have much more to give the Lord than what we're getting back. Oh, excuse me. We're getting back more than what we're giving to the Lord. All he wants is our weakness, our vulnerability. He's giving us our sh his strength, and his power. Now, I don't know if you ever felt God's strength and God's power, but it is supernatural. It is a feeling beyond measure. There is more feeling than words itself. And all he wants is our weakness. I praise God for him being my father and accepting me for who I am. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for making me vulnerable for you, Lord Jesus. For letting me hear your voice, Lord Jesus, and accepting, Lord Jesus, what you have for me, Lord Jesus. Yes, it is scary, but Lord Jesus, you make it perfect, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, give him a hand, amen.
When you are weak, he is strong. Always remember that. Even in your darkest, weakest moments, God is always there. And uh, here tonight, one more uh, speaker be able to share. Preacher, I should say, not speaker. But we got preachers here. And uh, um, for those of you that have been a part of our church, my father used to be able to do this drama called Shotgun, and we would come out and do Shotgun. My father was very different. He was very, what's the word, uh, eccentric in a lot of different areas. And uh, one day, we were doing the drama. We were about to go on, and he said, God gave me this idea. He's going to do it. He goes, I'm going to do it right now, right now. And he goes, play this song. And he goes, give me that jacket. Give me those glasses. And he goes, you and you and you, take off your shirts, just put a tank top on and follow me. And we went, what in the world? This is right before the drama. And he come, he played play the song. He comes out from the back, and he acts like a cholo. Puts this, you know, this big old jacket on. He has the glasses, lokes. Now, if you know anything about my father, my father wasn't a cholo or gangster. He was a drug addict. He would steal from all the cholos and gangsters. And so he came up, but the thing is, he had these hardcore guys follow him. But my father was intentional. He had a guy from the BGF. He had the guy, uh, another guy from White Supremacist. He had another guy from uh, the NF or involved in, you know, the, the Latino gangs in somewhere, some fashion. And he would have each and every one of them follow him as he would walk. And he would walk, and then he'd walk up on stage, and you see all these hardcore guys guy from, you know, Mexican, you know, BGF, Black Gorilla family, right? They got a white supremacist, hardcore white, you know, tattoos all down. And you go, what in the world is going on here? And then my dad would take off the jacket, and he would say, I'm a pastor. And he goes, you see all these guys? They're all saved. And then they would put a Victory Outreach shirt on, and they would say, look, you got a Mexican, a white supremacist, and a Black Gorilla family, and they all love each other. And then they would shake hands. They would lift up the name of Jesus Christ, all right there in front of everybody. But the guy that they would use was David Martinez. David Martinez has gone on to be with the Lord, but his son is still here. So now he's going to come and he's going to share. Give Brother David Martinez. Come on, give him a hand here tonight. That is very true what he says about my dad. I, before I came, when I started coming here, Pastor shared that with me. And I didn't really believe, I believed, but I was like, my dad was real close to Pastor Steve? And he showed me a picture. I was like, that is my dad. He, and that was my dad. But can I, um, can you all stand? Because I would like to open up in prayer, please. Thank you, Father God, for allowing me to be here, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes to off those scales, Father God, and I thank you, Lord, that you would just push me aside, that it would not be me, that the, the people would hear you, Father God, that it was not me, Father God, you get all the joy, all the victory here, Father God, and I thank you, Jesus, amen. Right now, I would like to take this this opportunity, to, oh, you guys can all be seated, please, sorry about that, right now, I would like to take this opportunity to thank God for my salvation, for blessing me with my wife. And my kids, because there was a time, a time point in life where I didn't think that we were going to be one, but God already knew what he was going to do for us as a family, so I thank him every day. I would like to thank Pastor Sonny and Sister 
to Sister Julie for listening to the call of God. Because without them, I wouldn't be here. None of us, plenty of us would not be here have they not listened to his call for them. I would like to thank Pastor um, Esteban and Sister Chella for um, always being there for me, my wife, my family. Thank you very much. I would, um, my message is, is kind of like what Antonio spoke on. When he was speaking, I was like, that's confirmation, Lord. Confirmation. And um, I would like to um, first speak, can we all open up our Bibles to Galatians 2.20? And the Bible reads, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ live in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight, my message is about surrendering. I know for myself, that was hard. I'm sure like for plenty of you, it was hard. Because we always think we got this. I got this life, Lord, like Antonio said. Stay in the back. I got this. Plenty of us have said that before. We've all, we only come to God when we needed something. But if not, we were fine. I got this, Lord. So surrendering means to, surrendering means to relish presence or control to another, to submit to the power, authority, and control of another. Surrendering is hard to do. I myself have fought this, like I said, for plenty of years. I would like to speak of a man that we all know in the Bible. His name is Peter. I don't know of a man in the Bible who gives us greater comfort when we look at Peter, his character, so full of failures, and what Christ made him by the power of the Holy Ghost. There is hope for every one of us, but we must remember before Christ could fill Peter with the Holy Spirit, he had to make him a new creation in him. He had to go out and weep bitterly. This man, Peter, is a man who we seem to sing. Hold on, excuse me. This man, Peter, is a man who we seem learn to surrender his life over to God. But first, Peter had to go through some things in his life in order to get there. How many of us can relate to Peter? I know I can very much relate to Peter. I would like to show you a few things in Peter's life that led him to surrender his will over to God. We, one thing he did, we recollect that just after Christ had said to him, flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven, Christ began to speak about his sufferings. Peter dared to say, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not betray thee. This is one thing Peter did. There we see Peter in his own self-will, trusting his own wisdom and actually forbidding Christ to go and die. Peter is trusted in himself and his own thoughts about divine things. We see later on more than one that among the disciples there was a question 
who should be the greatest. Peter was one of them. He thought he had a right to the very first place. He, he sought his own, his own honor even above the others. How many of us have done that? I've accomplished this. I accomplished that. I deserve that, Lord. Not them. Me. Me. Only me. And it was the life of self strong in Peter. He had left he had left his boat. He had left his nets. But he had, he had not left his old self. He didn't let that die. He still kept bringing the old me up. Peter had to learn to utterly deny that man to, to deny himself. That means to ignore and is in every claim reject. There is no choice for us. We must either die to ourselves or be willing to die to Christ. I know for myself, I want to die to myself and be filled with him. I don't want to be the old me. I want to be more like him every day. We see how Peter denied Christ. He said, I don't know that man. Now, we see after Peter denied Jesus for the third time, he says, God have mercy upon me. He knew right there. Because Jesus told him, you are going to deny me three times. And he never thought he would. But that was already God's plan. It was already in the book. And, look, and so that's what had to open his eyes. And... How many of us have denied Christ when we have been with people of the world? Are we ashamed to speak of Christ around them? Do we tell ourselves we don't want to offend them when really we don't want them to know that we are Christians? How many, how then are we any different than Peter? We ourselves are denying Christ just as Peter did. I surrender. I know surrendering is one of the most hardest things we can ever do. We all have called, we all, we all have been called by God to do his works here on earth. How then can we do his work and reach the loss if inside we are lost ourselves? By not allowing him to be in control of every, every area of our life, we are not letting him do it. We want to still say, we got this, Lord. Myself last week, and this is true, I had to do this. I had to tell God, I've been trying to do this my way now. I'm 38 years old. It's wrong. I've been doing it wrong, Lord. I give my life over to you. You've been, you, you be in charge of every area of my life. I now know if I want to be more like Christ and live for him, I must trust in him. That means letting him have full control in every aspect of my life. And that's one thing that was hard. Like, I had to, because ever since me and my wife, we decided to go to World Conference, we've been getting attacked left and right, everything. And I was like, I got this, baby. I have to do this. I'll do this. I'll do that. And last week, I just, God was like, stop trying to do it your way, David. Your way's wrong. My way is, will set you free. My way is, I have to be planned for you, but you keep getting in the way. And that's what we tend to do. We tend to get in the way. And there's times when God says, he has you go through a storm, and we think we're going to fix it our own selves, but all we do is mess it up, and we go through another storm, another storm, another storm. We're like, Lord, why is this happening? Because we're not surrendering our will over to him, you know? And that's what I learned I have to do for myself, because I know I am called to do more. And I want to do more 
for him, if I'm, like I'm sure plenty more of you want to. But we all must learn to break that pride and surrender. You know, you know you, uh, and then I'll, let me f finish this. I want to be more like Christ and live for him. I must trust in him, and that means every area. You know you surrender to God when you rely on God to work things out for you instead of you trying to manipulate others to force your agenda and control the situation. We learn to let God be in control, even if he lets us go through the storm after storm. We must say, Lord, if you are allowing me to go through this, then you have your way, Lord. I give it all to you. And that's what I have to do. I have to just surrender everything to him. My wife, my kids, my, even my job, everything is just him. I can't, even the way I want to react when people offend me, I can't react how the flesh wants to. I said, Lord, how do you want me to react to this situation, you know? I had that happen today at um, work. I had a co-worker, and um, I had, he was coughing, and I go, hey, brother, are you okay? And he tells me, don't worry about me. <laughs> I go, okay, but you're coughing, right? He goes, yeah, I go, okay, I just make sure you're all right. And I did it, the flesh wanted it, but I was like, you know what? That's not, that's not what you're supposed to do. I asked him if he's okay, that's fine. And that's part of me surrendering, like, I'm not going back to the old, old me. And, um, there's somebody here I know you've been fighting this too, like I have, and just give it over to God. It, it will set you free. That chain will be broke, you know. I want I wanted that chain to be broke. And last week after I did that, I felt so much free. I may not have the answers how we're going to get through this month or how my life's going to be in five years from now, but I know with him, it's going to be way better, you know. And I can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong when you just give your life over to God and submit to him. And it's not our ways, his ways, you know. Like it says, our ways are not his ways, you know. And we just have to just trust in him in every aspect of our lives. In closing, I would like to say thank you, Lord, for using me tonight. Allow me to speak your word. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for allowing me to be behind this pulpit. Thank you very much. I love you guys. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Powerful words, right? But the message means that much more when you can see the price of the messenger. And that is what you're able to see here. I know many of you here tonight, you probably heard a message. And you said, well, that was pretty good. Well, it wasn't so much the message as it was the spirit behind it. Because you're able to see the testimonies. You heard it from Antonio. You heard it from Gloria. Gloria started right away saying that I'm never going to. Why am I in an English church? I speak nothing but Spanish. I don't belong here. God says, no, you have a purpose here. You have a belonging here. Antonio came, talked about his weakest parts. His weak, man, I can't do this. I get in the back. God says, no. I don't care where you're at, Gideon. Come on. I know you're in the wine press. Get up over here. I got something for you. And then here comes David. And you can hear it in these testimonies, basically saying, Something's not right. I don't belong, but yet all of a sudden when you open up your ears and you open up your heart, 
God begins to tell you, I got a purpose for you. I got a belonging for you. I want every head bowed and every eye closed here tonight. Praise the Lord. Every head bowed and every eye closed. And as the Spirit of God is moving and ministering here this evening, if you're here tonight and you're saying, you know what, I just I just been going through it just a little bit, Pastor. I've been going through it just a little bit. And I need just a little bit of a hope. I need a little bit of hope. That's all I need right here, right now. And so tonight, I came to church because I need a healing within my body. I need a healing within my mind. I don't want to be the same man. I don't want to be the same woman. I don't want to be the same husband or wife or son or daughter. And tonight, you're saying, you know what? I do feel weak, but I know that after tonight, I can be strong. That's kind of the underlining current throughout all three of these messages. No matter what you're going through, if you're weak, God is strong. Your marriage is weak, God is strong. Your finances are weak, God is strong. Your parenting is weak, God is strong. You've been going through it with your job, God is strong. God is strong. He is right there for you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, and you're here tonight, and you say, you know what? I need some strengthening, Pastor. I need some strengthening here tonight. I've been going through a little bit of a weak spot, through a weak season, through a dry spell. A lot of people know or nobody knows.